episode of Girl Influence Power is brought to you by Collectin. Shop or run the world's tiniest boutiques with Collectin. Welcome to Girl Influence Power Podcast. I'm your host, Nadia Lee, entrepreneur, jewelry designer, CEO, co-founder of Collectin, an app that lets you shop influencer and designer labels direct from the source. Thank you for tuning in Life on CastBox. This episode is brought to you by Collectin, shop the world's tiniest boutique in partnership with CastBox. So for those of you tuning in to my podcast for the first time, what is Girl Influence Power? This is a podcast dedicated to interviewing influential women, whether she's an entrepreneur, a business leader, an influencer, or a public figure, to explore the common thread that binds us together and makes us the kind of women we are today. So before we dive into the conversation, we're going to start out with some quick explanation of how this LifeCast works on CastBox. So LifeCast is life, of course, and it works kind of like a chat room. So once you come into our LifeCast room, you'll see a gift box on the lower right-hand side of your phone. And what that means is if you actually like what we're saying, you could send us an emoji as a gift. And these emojis, like a handicap, a hand clap, a rose, or a microphone, actually is worth some monetary value. So after our show, if we collect enough emojis, we'll donate the money to the organization Color of Change. So normally, Girl Influence Power is life every other Thursdays from 12 to 1 p.m., but since COVID-19 pandemic started, the schedules have varied. We're off air for almost three months because we tape in life uh, in person in our studio with our guests, but you can't really see us unless you are on Instagram Live, uh, but we're taking precautions and doing our six feet <laughs> away from each other. <laughs> you can't see us, but we actually did wipe everything down, um, but anyway, we're all adapting to the new normal. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how the podcast is going to be brought to you in the future. So anyway, if you want to be um, notified of the podcast every time we go on live, uh, you could subscribe to our newsletter or just follow us on CastBox app. And that way on the day we go live, you'll get a notification. Okay, so we're going to start off with a light conversation with our guest today, and then we'll go into recording shortly after. So today we have the young, beautiful, and stylish Serena Laurel with us. Serena is an award-winning actress, sing singer-songwriter, brand ambassador, and social media influencer. She has a combined following over 100,000, and Serena Laurel is best known for her songwriting and music style, which is kind of like a fresh blend of acoustic indie pop sprinkled with jazz. She's been playing her own sets of original songs in Southern California and also in her hometown on the East Coast for many, many years. Serena is also known for her lead role as Lucy in the feature film Summertime Drops Out, which is currently in post-production and will be released soon. She's also awarded the Best Actress by Film Fest LA Life in the fantasy film category for her starring role in Birdsong. Serena has received six Best Actress awards as Georgia Dean in the thriller Nasty Habits. She has also received award recognition for her series role regular as Jessica in NC-16. Serena has also been selected as the style icon for Runway Dubai show Music Meets Fashion. Anyway, there's so much awards. <laughs> and her new single, Car Talks, just dropped February of this year. And her um, single, Gold, is currently available on all music streaming platforms. Serena uses her music as an 
artist advocate to mentor and support BreakingTheChainsFoundation.org, the Starlight Children's Foundation, and FreeToLove.org. And on her spare time, Serena writes music and partners with brands as brand ambassadors. Welcome, Serena. <laughs> That's a lot. That's <laughs> a whole mouthful. <laughs> I was like, wow, wow. And you're so young, too. <laughs> Such a long biography of all the chiefs now. <laughs> Serena has been part of kind of our collecting community since the very, very beginning. And very now, it's, beginning, yeah, yes. now it's like <laughs> a couple years into it. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, we really want to get to know you a little bit more. Um, so let's start talking about uh, your singing and acting career. So with COVID impacting all forms of public gathering, the music industry is certainly taking a big hit. So for a musician, performing and connecting with your audience is really, that's a huge part of what you do. Um, what do you see the future of the music world? Well, as a, um, as a performer, one of my favorite things is performing for people and having that live connection on a stage. That's where I get most of my uh, energy right. to keep uh, to keep writing and mm -hmm. keep performing, and that's what really really uh, fire like is the fire in my soul for right, that. Right. Um, but for the future of it, I see a lot of more intimate gatherings and intimate settings. Mm -hmm. Once it's safer to kind of have smaller. Um, shows or people right. can start performing mm -hmm. in restaurants or that's true that's in small nice. venues i i don't see big venues opening up for right, a long right. time so that's i think true. it's going to be an interesting opportunity for smaller artists right. or big artists to do right. very small intimate gatherings where mm -hmm. people can kind of connect with an artist in a different way than they right. have before right so we won't be seeing big gatherings or uh, large shows for a long time right but right. i think that uh as as things become safer and we can space people out better in venues, we're going to have some really wonderful opportunities to see artists up close and personal. Right. Well, not up true. close and personal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> close enough. Close, and, like, yes, it's true. But in, in more uh, smaller, smaller gatherings, right, which right, is a right. completely different feeling. Right. And on top of that, there's still going to be lots of live streams. Right, right. And that's the biggest audience you can have. That's true. If that's true. You can have the most people. You can have anyone you want. <laughs> yeah, live that's stream. true. And that's I've been true. doing a few live streams. And that's fun. And yeah. I, get to, I get to interact with people in a different way. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, from my own home. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, I think people appreciate that because I think mm -hmm. we all miss a bit a sense of like the community. Mm -hmm. And then also because artists seem so far away, you know, they mm -hmm. seem like someone you can never get to know personally that you can never get close to. So I think the intimate setting will actually help all the artists connect with their fans. Yeah. Um, because you, you are an entertainment industry veteran. <laughs> uh -huh. I am. I'm most concerned for venues. Mm -hmm, all mm -hmm. of those beautiful venues that we have here in L.A., like right, the right, Troubadour. Right and the Whiskey Go-Go and all ah, these right. wonderful, uh, iconic places. That's true. That are used to having so many shows every right, night and right, they, right, can't, right. they can't do that right now. That's true. And it's really sad because I want to I wanna see those those places survive after yeah. this because they just have so much musical history and that's true. so much of a vibe That's there. true. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, and I know you've been like, like really acting, singing. Um, you've actually been also modeling since you're six. So now my daughter's only five and if she, she's actually quite, uh, she likes to sing. I don't know about the, <laughs> you know, being that as being her passion, but what if she, that was her passion? What would you give an advice for a child growing up who wants to be a singer songwriter? Well, I think for anyone that has, um, any like young child who wants to be in any part of the entertainment business or mm -hmm. the art industry in general, it's so important to encourage 
that as being an option Ah, because I think mm -hmm. for me what always allowed me to think that that was something that I could do was the people who I was surrounded by Mm -hmm. and my mom was an art teacher for some time Ah. so she was always encouraging on expressing yourself and creating and I was put into a um, a magnet art school Mm -hmm. a magnet a performing arts school in elementary school so that kind of instilled at a very young age mm-hmm, that this mm-hmm. thing is okay. Right. That performing right. on stage is okay. That right. singing and acting and right, doing right. these things are okay. And right. then I was also um, a <laughs> competitive rhythmic gymnast. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. When I was I, I, like five, <laughs> six, and seven. Uh-huh, Maybe mm-hmm. I was eight. Five, yeah. six, and seven mm-hmm, at least, mm-hmm. though. And that was another thing. I was ah. like, this is, I'm, I can perform and this right. is okay. And right. this is what I'm being brought up on. Right, right, right. I think for any parent, um, a very important thing to know is uh, knowing your kid. Right. You're going to know true. what's best for your kid. You're going to know true. if this is something that they can do or they want to do. And if they really show interest, it's important to let them explore. Right, right. Because that's the time to do it. That's true. When you're older, you feel like you have to pick something or that's you have to know true. something. And yeah. when you're young, it doesn't feel like failing. Right, it just feels right. like exploring right right so being <laughs> so being able to play guitar or sing mm-hmm. or have a few singing lessons right, or right. explore that or go to a summer camp where you can act or assign with someone and do that it's just it's really it's really cool and it, it's important to keep an eye on that though because right. your kid will let you know if mm-hmm. they they don't want that they don't like it but it's also important to push your kid to follow through with things that's true I because there was many times when I was younger when I wanted guitar lessons Mm -hmm. and I started playing guitar lessons and it was hurting my fingers Uh, and I didn't want it to hurt my fingers anymore. My mom was like, no, you have to follow through with this. (laughs) That's true. You have to do this for a little while and then if you still don't like it, then we can stop. But you have to follow through in order for you to really know whether or not this is something that that you you wanted to do or not. And I'm so happy that she pushed me because there was quite a few times when I just wanted to give up. Right. I just was just like too hard. Yeah. And there's a difference between it being too hard. Yeah. And then pushing through and being so happy that you actually <laughs> accomplished that. Right, right, right. So did you always know at a young age you wanted to perform? Or like when did you know you wanted to perform? Um, well, I talked about being a, um, a gymnast. Or right. A yeah. competitive gymnast. And I was competing. And um, uh, there's this conversation that my coach had with my mom at one point. Mm-hmm. She was like, wow, you're... Your, Serena does so much better when she's performing for people on stage than ah. when she's practicing. Wow, that's very odd. Yeah. <laughs> it's normally the reverse with most everyone. Exactly. Right, and my right. mom was, her, her idea was, well, she has a reason to perform. Right, she's performing right. for people. And I think that's kind of when I realized it wasn't about the competition. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to compete with people. Right. I didn't care about that. I just mm-hmm. wanted to perform. Oh, nice. Being on stage right. and being in front of people and kind of bringing joy or right, sharing right. something, sharing a story. Right, right. Showing art to people right. was something oh, that I wanted to do. That's nice. So then I kind of got out of rhythmic competitive <laughs> gymnastics right, right. and got into doing things for myself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or uh, performing for myself in a way. Ah, that's nice. So who's your role model? then <laughs> um my mom definitely she's, an artist. she's always encouraged me in right. so many ways just to be creative yeah right right no no your mom is great <laughs> she really looks after you yeah it's <laughs> like a, nice being a parent of a creative is a full-time job right no it, i agree it's not just one person it's the it's a family business it too, is i feel it like is. right um when i lived in florida there we, we lived in jacksonville mm-hmm. and we drove to orlando and right, miami and right. tampa mm-hmm. and she did that so many times right. every week every right. month that's true. For There's a lot of for yeah. auditions. 
dedication for modeling and it instilled in me at a young age that yeah being on set is fun and it's cool and it can be awesome having all these new clothes or trying on these cool things Mm -hmm. and having cameras on you (laughs) but it's also a job right you're gonna be in cold conditions on Mm -hmm. the beach you're gonna be in the hottest day of summer right, right. having to wear a sweater like yeah. there's going to be times that it's it's hard work and no, you have to is. power through that yeah and most of the time it's going to be hard yes. work yeah it's never as glamorous as it seems so right. i think at a young age it kind of instilled in me that if uh, it, that the things that you enjoy mm-hmm. will also be work they will right. be hard work right that's and that's true. okay yeah but you have to it, so it just gave me like a good work ethic at least on set that's great <laughs> no that's great because it's hard because you get go through so many auditions a lot of rejections mm-hmm. i mean how do you deal with all that being so young i mean i know a lot of people you know don't handle that very well in, in the industry <laughs> so um when i was young it didn't feel like rejection mm-hmm. when i was young it felt like oh i get to i get to go audition that means right. i might get ice cream mm-hmm. afterwards mm-hmm. or I get to go see see my friends who I see all the time in audition rooms like I get to do this thing that I do all the time it's Mm -hmm. fine it's just another audition and you really only remember the ones that you book anyways so that's true but as you get older you kind of understand how much um how much um, effort and how much time there is going into this thing and Mm -hmm. Um, and then it kind of starts um, building up. Right, right. And then you start being hyper aware of mm-hmm. how many auditions you're going uh, on. Right. Um, so then I think it kind of affects me more, at least mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. I'm older. Right. When, as, when I'm, where I'm younger, it doesn't matter. There's mm-hmm. no, I'm just doing this fun right, thing right. that I like to do. <laughs> and when you get older, yeah. it's a little different. Right. So now with you're getting older and you have to deal with this, do you have a routine to like, you know, like shake it off or, you know, like, get it off your mind so it doesn't really like bother you recently I've been trying to do like a five or ten minute like short little meditation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like right before I go in I always try to get to my audition like 20 minutes early mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to run lines and uh, then do a little meditation because right. that helps a lot because I when agree. I don't do that I have the jitters and yes, no matter yes. how well I know my lines it's right. there's gonna be something right. that I yeah. mess up yeah and you kind of have to be okay with knowing that you're gonna mess up because yeah. it's, it's just gonna happen I feel like once you accept that then right, it right, kind of right. disappears that's true <laughs> the <Not> paradox <laughs> do you have a like a story to share of something that went wrong horribly in a, like a live show or in an audition <laughs> yes um in auditions I try to like I try to just like forget about it so whatever happens in the audition room you walk out and you don't even know what happened yeah. like, um, just brush it off I think I got all the lines right yeah <laughs> How many times did we do that? Did they like me? Did I even say goodbye? I don't know. Yeah. But on stage, um, I have a lot of stories. I forget my lyrics. Not a lot, but like mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. it's, it's a recurring yes. thing. I'll forget uh. the lyrics to my own songs that I write. Um, and then I'll just kind of have to make up verses on the spot. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, I can't never tell. I've seen you perform yeah. many times live. <laughs> or I'll uh, realize that I just, uh, I already sang the second verse first and now I have to uh, sing the first for a second or like <laughs> things like that but there was this one time that I went on stage and I was wearing this really cool jumpsuit I mm-hmm. think I was like 15 mm-hmm. um and the entire side zipper was unzipped oh and I was playing my guitar so I don't think it was really that obvious uh, to the audience right, right, right. but I realized halfway uh, through singing a song and I was yeah. like I forgot oh. to zip up my, my side zipper yeah. on my entire jumpsuit. So then I had to 
allowed to do that, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's always going to be uh, these moments. Al- yeah, there always. Yeah, but things. they're good memories. You know, you can tell your kids in the exactly. future. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Now, as an artist, as a musician, do you have a certain type of mood that you like to create with your music? Or I mean, um, it depends. I'll write. I write for other people as well. So oh, sometimes nice. I'll do. Uh, some ghostwriting or co-writing mm-hmm. with other people for their releases. Right. And I, it's a different, it's a different mindset. Uh, I'd say that I have two mindsets mm-hmm. when writing music. Okay. There's the natural one uh-huh. that comes along when I feel like I just have the urge to write something. Right. I need right. to sit like anything else that's going on. Yeah. I don't care. I yeah. need to sit down <laughs> and write this song. Uh, um, and then there's other times when I have to, I have to write a song or right. I need to write a song mm-hmm. or I feel like I need to keep that muscle moving. Uh, I need to, um, um, work work on writing a song right and you can still get it done mm-hmm. maybe it takes a little bit longer but you ah. still have the same effect afterwards yeah. you still love it as much right, right, right. um but there's there's a difference between needing to write a song mm-hmm. and then kind of working to write a song ah okay got it okay now do you think performers are naturally born that way or it takes a lot of practice and it needs to be made i don't think you can i just feel like everything needs work right everyone has to work hard (laughs) even if you have a pitch perfect voice and you just are born naturally (laughs) beautiful voice like there's still other things you have to work on right so I feel like everyone has to work to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Now I love your work ethic because you're probably one of the youngest influencers that in in our community, and you probably had the best uh, work ethic. <laughs> See, <laughs> I always feel house. guilty. I've I feel guilty when I have too much fun, oh. or when I like, or like when I plan a trip, or when right, I do right. take a day off, or right, when I right. haven't been as productive, right. or when I don't get everything done. It's like I feel like I should feel guilty because I didn't. I didn't spend all my time doing <laughs> That's that. That's true. So how do you listen to music? Is it like, do you do it very technically because it's work or how do you enjoy your music? I feel it's just, I have to, I let, I don't know. I, I, every music I enjoy, anytime I'm listening to music, I listen to music in the shower. Mm. I listen to music when I wake up in the morning, when I'm getting ready. I just, I jam all the time. It's just, <laughs> I have my playlists and I press go. I'm mm-hmm. tr- constantly trying to find new music. It's uh, just, music is just an exciting yeah. thing. Oh, and nice. I feel like creating music is a completely different mindset than mm-hmm. making music. Some people might not be able to get out of right, that, right. Um, that, that, that area. Right. But, um, and music theory is a big contributor to that. Because oh, once okay. you get so deep into music theory and you yeah. go down that rabbit oh, right, hole, right, right. then it's impossible to like <laughs> unhear things. Uh, you can hear every chord. Uh-huh, you can uh-huh. hear what they're doing. Uh-huh. You can hear everything. Um, uh-huh. And I'm kind of like a little in the middle somewhere. Mm-hmm. I try to ignore some music theory. <laughs> you know, I'm here. I know how to analyze things. Oh, but that's it's, nice. I, I, st- I always want to be able to be able to snap back into the listener's perspective. Uh, that's and nice. I, I haven't found a reason to uh, not enjoy music. I feel mm. like I'm pickier. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm definitely pickier than ah. most people <laughs> with music, but I can always enjoy it. Oh, that's nice. What type mm. of music do you like? I like everything. <laughs> My favorite band is Hiatus Coyote. I love oh, them nice. so much. And Mac Ayers, he does like chill beach stuff and R&B, like jazz stuff. <laughs> it's so good. And I like listening to... Um, older jazz stuff as well and one of my favorite um people is amy winehouse i get a lot Uh, of inspiration mm -hmm. from her all of her music is just so good i feel like we have a similar timbre at Mm -hmm. sometimes and yeah 
Oh, that's I nice. I just love music so much. <laughs> so I listen to everything. I listen to some really cool, like, rap stuff and hip-hop stuff as well. And I don't know. I just love all of it. Wow, it's a wide range. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's nice. All right, we're going to take a little break. Now you can try before you buy on Collectin. Introducing Experience, the new way to shop jewelry. Flaunt your style and express your creativity with Experience. Get it today, only on Collectin. Back with Serena. So let's talk about your influence. So I know this term gets thrown around a lot, influencer. So is it a passe terminology? Is it negative? What do you think that term means in today's world? Well, I feel like throughout history, there's always going to be people who influence what's going on. Right. It's always going to change. Like, it just depends on who has the power to influence minds or yes, influence right. uh, ideas or mm -hmm. how people think. I think today it's a little more um, in the social media world. It's turned into this term. The first thing that comes to mind is people who are on social media who post about things right, or post right, about right. ideas or their right. opinions mm -hmm. or stuff um, for people to find new things. Right, right. I think that's what it's kind of currently yeah, yeah. the current definition is. But I really feel like everyone's uh, – there's influencers in all types of places. There's right, influences right, right. in – school and academics yeah, and there's influences in different things and that's true it's, it's in th it's throughout your entire life there's right. going to be people who are more influential in different ways yeah. than other people and it's not <laughs> just for social media yeah exactly because you know there are people who get really inspired by what you're doing um and the what the voices that you put out mm -hmm. um anyway you're one of the very few influencers that we know that grow your instagram following by leaps and bound uh, especially with all that algorithm stuff going <laughs> on what, what's your secret i think that everything just kind of ebbs and flows and you just kind of have to be okay with it. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not going to get as... You're going to think one photo is great, and this is going to be an amazing photo. Yeah. Everyone's going to love it. And right. it's, it's... You know, you just have to... I think the moment that you stop posting for yourself or for a reason, mm -hmm. yeah. then it starts to get... If you're posting because you want to get a bunch of likes or a mm -hmm. bunch of whatever, right. then that becomes a problem. Right, that's true. But if you're posting because you want to promote this brand right. or you had a good time at this yeah. place and mm -hmm. you want to post about this mm -hmm. place or you're trying to... If you have a have an intention yeah. and, and you don't get caught up in the... Right, right. <laughs> Whatever the rest of it is. It's, That's true. It's kind of okay. Yeah, I guess the organic, right? Yeah. I mean, being genuine, being organic. Exactly. Um, so it's, yeah. So people really can relate to you. And we, we find that to be the best way, really, to relate to your audience is just being yourself. Because, I hope so. Yeah, that's the reason why they're following you yeah. anyway. <laughs> so how much time do you spend to, like, doing social media every every week for example a, a lot it depends if you're saying like scrolling through social media mm -hmm. i probably don't scroll as much as i should mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I probably should be scrolling more and make sure that i'm supporting all my friends right, as well right, right. Um, as mo like more than i do mm -hmm. and i try to i really try to stay on top of right. it and make sure that right. i'm up to date on what other people are doing right right and, Make sure that I'm supporting my fellow creators mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and commenting on their stuff and watching their stuff right, and right. seeing what they're creating. Yeah, um, because that's how, how that's how it all goes yes. around. That's how yeah. the karma goes around. That's I agree. But um, for photos and everything, um, I'd say that I've gotten pretty pretty quick at it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> 
you go to you have a little mini photo shoot you yeah. get that done right you adjust the colors right you pick like the three best ones yeah you post yeah I can get it done pretty fast, I think. <laughs> it's down to a system. But it's, it still takes time, though. It's, a, it's still a job. Time. It's still it's still a mm-hmm. lot of work. I think that's what people forget, that, yeah. you know, all of this that you're seeing on social media with a quick scroll takes someone a lot of time mm-hmm. to do. For me, the hardest part is the the the, um, the, the, mm, the captions. Ah, that's right. Because I don't want to just put, like, emojis or just right, a sentence right, right, or some right, quote. Right, right, yeah. I want to actually talk about what's going on. Right, and I want to make true. sure I word it properly. Right, that's, that's kind true. of the part that takes the longest time that's for true. me. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, some of our, you know, some of our team teammates, they take, like, hours to, to think about one caption for one photo. Yeah, like, for <laughs> me, it's, it's, it's pretty easy to... Uh, take a, take a, a good looking photo at this right. point and have the product or mm-hmm. whatever I'm talking about wherever right. I am mm-hmm. make sure I have a good photo with that right. it's visually right. make it look pretty make it right. look fun right I can do that and the hardest part is making sure that the caption matches how fun that's and true. awesome the photo right. is that's true and tells a story that your audience appreciates mm-hmm. um, so now it was first Facebook and then Snapchat and Instagram and now TikTok so what do you think attracts influencers from one platform to the end to the end of another one you know I think part of it's like a generational thing like mm-hmm. the, the next set of people are always gonna have something new or something right, different right with however they they grow up and how whatever they right. feel like they want to cr- um, connect with people right but I also uh, think that it's the new way to connect mm-hmm. there's always going to be a better way a new way to connect right, with stories right, that right. allows you to connect on a day-to-day right. <laughs> basis on right. a, hour to hour basis (laughs) yes and you have instagram posts and stuff that give you like good photos and Mm -hmm, moments mm -hmm. and kind of a certain quality to it um and then tiktok allows you to kind of connect with people in almost like a meme sort of way Mm -hmm. so it's like (laughs) you get to everyone gets to join in on these communities right um tailored to you and it's about as connected as one can be i guess in certain certain ways um but I'm a big fan of Instagram. <laughs> yeah, so that Instagram is your most effective platform yes. by far. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know you've been part of our collecting community since the very, very beginning. So I have to ask this question. <laughs> what do you like about the collecting <laughs> community or what's appealing to you? It's more than just a store. It's a community of people. It's a community of women. And we all can support each other. And on top of that, you get to create your own boutique. And right. that's it's so cool. You can show off your style to other right. people. And if they like that, mm-hmm. then they can buy the stuff on your boutique. Yeah. And then you also get to make money off of right. that. So it's like a nice little side hustle if you want to make it one. And then, <laughs> But really, my favorite thing is the community. Oh, like, I've known you. you guys for so long. I know. And there's so many other people who I've met through the right. Collectin community. Right, right, right. And even if you're just on the app, you can find other people mm. and you can connect with them. And it's, it's just really great nice thank you now I actually have a lot of men ask me like when I started collecting why would you do something like that because women would not help each other so what what's your question or answer to that question (laughs) I mean do influencers really just are always competing or they really help each other I mean we got to clear this up (laughs) because there's always this misconception I feel I think the best way I can put it is in a work environment, you have your coworkers, mm-hmm. and 
maybe not all your coworkers are your best friends. Right. Or maybe they're not like your family. Yeah. But like they're your coworkers. Right. You you like them so even you love these people. They're right. like the people who you work with. And with social media, there's people who you work with all right. the time. And that's these true. people are your friends and they become part of your community. Yeah. yeah. And you support each other and that's karma. Right. And it's it's the same thing as you can't work solo you can't do it all yourself yes that so I you, you gotta have support from other right, people right and there's all these events like you guys always see each other right? exactly like you exactly. become friends you get to you help each other like you get to hang out with these people in the right, most fun right, right. circumstances yeah. <laughs> so it's like like how could you not you right. get to know these people on a personal level and then support them as co-workers in right a that's true um so how do you decide which brands you want to work with and how do they usually approach you on social media I'd say that I don't reach out Mm -hmm. to as many brands anymore. Sometimes there'll be very specific brands Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. I really want to work with that I like wish would (laughs) work with me. (laughs) And that doesn't always happen, but you want to at least try. Mm -hmm. Most of the time brands will reach out to me though and then I'll assess the products and realize if it's something that I want right now. If I I want to, if I would enjoy. That's kind of the first, the first level is, am I going to enjoy it? If I want, if I need this product, Mm -hmm. then will my followers also want this product or need this product? And then after that, it's um, the, like the ethics. Is this brand going to be ethically ethically on the same page as me? And do they support the same things as I do? That's true. And do I want to support this brand? Right. That's true. And then I'll go through with whether or not I want to uh, work with them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, that's a great process because I think... Uh, a lot of people have this misconception that influencers will just take any brand and, and any deal that comes across their way. And I don't really think that's the case because every influencer I work with are very picky with the brands that mm-hmm. they work with. So it's not just about the money. It's also about mm-hmm. what you what matches your personality, your brand, your image. So. And, and time is money. So right, sometimes exactly. a product is worth it for less or for mm-hmm. certain first different amounts right, depending right. on how much it is worth to you right, or right. how much you think you you want to promote this thing if you think if i think something my followers have been looking for for a long time the the amount doesn't matter as much because i feel like this is something that people need to know about (laughs) (laughs) i agree i feel like people need to know about this thing right Um, i agree and sometimes they'll take things because oh i i don't have this thing i need this thing right now i i could use something new yeah and then i'll promote it because it's something that i would use and that's kind of a it, it, it always varies it's delicate balance and and really there's nothing wrong with promoting things that you believe in exactly you know? yeah. I, I would never want to post about something that i didn't like and there right. have been times when i receive things mm-hmm. um that i for maybe for free and right. i i don't i don't want to post about them because right, right. i try them out or i yeah. try these things mm-hmm. and i realize i just don't think this is something that i would want to i would right. want to share with my audience right that's true so it's really not fair because sometimes i read these comments and people are like you're selling out or people paid you for this and i'm like guys I, yeah. you guys need to chill like anything <laughs> that i post about is is in my room <laughs> like I, I use these things right right if right. i post about makeup i have this entire toolbox that has like the short drawers. I don't right. know why, but toolboxes that you get from Lowe's are mm-hmm. perfect for makeup. And they have the short drawers. Yes, that's good yeah. for makeup. And mm-hmm. I have this like five drawer thing. It's really huge. And I use everything in there. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. So if, if I post about it, it's in my toolbox, right. literally. Yeah. So it's genuine. <laughs> and I use it. Yeah. So now, as what's the biggest mistake brands make when they approach influencers for a partnership or collaboration? My biggest gripe. I'm mm-hmm. going to call it that. My biggest gripe with um, some brands is. Um, 
how they'll reach out to you and then they'll ask you to post about their brand, mm-hmm. but also pay for it. So they'll give you, you, they'll be like, okay, hey, we would love to work with you. We'd love to make you an ambassador, Mm -hmm. but we're only going to give you 25% off and you still have to buy it. So that's not Uh, an ambassador. That's not a, that's not That's a, oh, we think you're, we look great. You should, here's a coupon code. Right, right, right. You don't call it an ambassadorship. Yeah, that's true. You can't use my photos on your website yeah, when you want to give true. me 25% off a <laughs> product when my time is worth money. Right, and you don't that's even want to make me pay for something right, that I still have to put true. my time and effort into. Right, I agree. And you were, I'm, you're reaping the benefits. Right, right. And I'm losing money. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Because I've heard like big brands approach influencer and they know they're a big brand. So they say, hey, you want to make a post, but you got to go out. Uh, say for example it's a bag of chips for example you got to go about and buy those bag of chips Mm -hmm. and do something with it and make a video and then i'll decide whether i'll pay you or not but you know it's it's i think that's that's not right (laughs) and then and then sometimes when brands will uh, comment on your page which Mm -hmm. is great great you're commenting on my page how amazing but they're saying dm 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 us for information or for Mm -hmm. ambassadorship i was like well you should dm me (laughs) if you you really if you really want me to be a part of this then dm me send me your pitch (laughs) (laughs) so do you actually read all the dms yourself it depends Mm. um sometimes it'll be like once a month maybe once a month i'll go into the all section Mm -hmm. i'll be into the the like the i don't know what it's there's general there's your main and Mm -hmm. then there's the the other section right, that you have right. to search for. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll go into there and scroll through and kind of see what's happening every uh, once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but not often. I try to stay away from that. Okay. Um, but sometimes I want to see what some people who don't follow me or what my people say. But normally mm-hmm. I'll respond. Any, if there's anything positive that right. comes my way, I will at least read it. Right. I'll, nice. I'll like the comment. I'm not... Maybe I won't, maybe I won't reply, but sometimes, right. most of the time I feel like I would reply if mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're saying something nice or you have the good feedback right, or right. you're commenting on one of my posts or right. you're like, hey, whatever it is, yeah. I'll probably respond to right. it. That's true. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> no, eventually. it's true. But I know. Yeah. Every influencer responds to a lot of the posts or replies that people send them. Um, mm-hmm. You'll be surprised. And I think people get this, yeah. again, misconception that, you know, someone else is doing for you or your manager is doing it or your agent's doing it. It's mm-hmm. not true. You guys actually do do it. Yes, <laughs> I do have very hands on. I do have it. my publicist because uh, some people some people will DM me about uh, scripts, mm-hmm. or movies or roles. Right. And then I'll kind of kind of guide that to my team. Right. Right. Because right. I feel like that should be. That should be. Like, yeah. That should That's go to my managers. That should yes. go to my agents. Right. Like, right. I have I have people for that that i might as well yes i agree send it to them (laughs) (laughs) i agree now do you think quantity or quality is more important when it comes to uh, following i think consistency ah so mm -hmm. um social media at some point needs to be somewhat raw Mm -hmm. and somewhat personal right um it's not going on a billboard yeah um but do you i feel like i have a general uh quality is very important Mm -hmm, to me mm -hmm. it is um but i also need to be consistent Uh, so try to post every day right really do yeah um and being consistent and making sure you take enough photos in a photo shoot where you can use maybe multiple posts right i agree Mm -hmm. um but so making sure you have consistent quality is Mm -hmm. really important no i agree yeah so um if you post once a month and Mm -hmm. you have really great photos that's awesome but you're not you're not getting the this, well, a lot of people probably wouldn't be getting the same feedback right because exactly. some people have niche right areas where mm-hmm. they only have one thing to post a month right, and that makes right. sense like yeah youtube there's so many youtube channels yeah. that 
quality is the most important thing and they'll come up with something every right. other month or right. every month or <laughs> a few videos a year right 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 and they'll have great followings yeah. because people appreciate how much time and effort they put into that quality yeah for me instagram is one of the one of the biggest things for me right. so i have to balance um consistency and quality right right no it's important i agree and then i think all the successful influencers they really um you know consistent persistent and then yes the quality is really important Mm -hmm. um so why do you think people follow you um i think people follow me for positivity Mm -hmm. for fashion definitely (laughs) (laughs) i try to get pretty positive so positivity fashion and then of course my music that's what i would say i know definitely um and you're you know when you're very young you already work with like big brands and big model talent agencies so how has marketing changed you you know in in your view i guess the way marketing has been it's very different when you're young and now <laughs> so like what what's different <laughs> when I was really young mm-hmm. I was um one of the one of the main faces of the children that they had in the children's department at Bell's department stores in Florida. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, it was really great though right. they had me in so many of their commercials mm-hmm. and all their stuff and I'd walk yeah. into the store and my face would be oh, huge yes. on this mm-hmm. above all this stuff I'm like wow huh. yeah I took that photo <laughs> right three weeks ago <laughs> it's crazy um, so I think that it, at least from what I've seen, I mean, I don't have like the biggest right. picture of it, but it went from, um, taking photos or, um, producing things to be in stores and to right. change that vibe of things mm-hmm. to completely going online or a lot right. of stuff online. Right. So then it's, uh, putting things in stores and right. making them huge right. and having the catalogs right, right, right. and sending out those catalogs right, to, right. um, modeling being online and right. being for mostly online mm-hmm. use yeah and even if it is in billboards mm-hmm. or it's on posters and right. stores it's also on their instagram and on their websites mm-hmm. and um being used for so much more digital things right. that's true now do you take auditions online now too i'd say that for for a long time auditions have been self-tapes oh um when i was really young mm-hmm. we would drive right. three hours right. to go to tampa to go to orlando to go <laughs> right. to miami mm-hmm. to go to auditions in person ah. and there was never there was hardly ever self-tape right. auditions right. Mm-hmm. then when i moved out to california to mm-hmm. la mm-hmm. there was a, there was a lot of them even when i first moved out here it was still mostly in mm-hmm. person right but you could just see the switch over ah. a span of i'd mm-hmm. say five years right it would just be say like 75% mm-hmm. in person, 25% uh, online right. or uh, um, okay. self-tapes. Right, right, right. And then another year later, it'd be like 50-50. Uh, like right, half right. of it would be in person and half of it would be um, through self-tapes or maybe the first go-round would be right, online. Right, right. So now with COVID, is that what, what do you think it's like? For the past two years, yeah. I'd say that maybe even three years, I'd say that most every audition that I've done has mm-hmm. been a self-tape. Oh, that's nice. I'd say that 90, 80, mm-hmm. 80 to 90% of them yeah. are self-tapes uh. and 10 to 20% of them mm-hmm. start out with in-person auditions. Right, right. And now, of course, with COVID, it's all entirely. <laughs> and maybe... Virtual. <laughs> I, got a, I got a call back recently, though, where you go in person mm-hmm. after after the initial self-tape. Right, right. And they had social distancing mm-hmm. guidelines and mm-hmm. they all wore masks. Right, right. And then I took off my mask for the audition and right. they all stood far apart. Right. Um, but it's very interesting. So it's the industry crazy. really, really changed. I feel from like a very it's almost traditional to a very digital virtual mm-hmm. format. And a lot of casting sites have been going paperless for mm-hmm. a long time. Ah. But it's I feel like it's been a transition for the acting industry over the past right. eight years. Not you think just that's a good good transition or I think 
it's a good transition especially right now uh-huh, yes it needs uh-huh. it's necessary uh, okay. right now um i think in the past you have all these people who move out to la yeah and who live in la right just to do all of their auditions right, online right, right and you're kind of expecting to see these people in mm-hmm, person and mm-hmm. create a create a um communication with these casting directors right, right. And it's not as it changed can, a bit you like can't that. do that as much yeah. yeah oh well that's probably better and i i think it's healthier <laughs> I, th- I think it's i think it's healthier too because right, right. you want casting directors to choose people based off of the talent exactly and it should be exactly that right yes <laughs> not based off of oh i've known this person for right. a while and they send me flowers each year <laughs> that's true now let's talk about your fashion because you're always impeccably dressed every time we see you um so do you think there's a downward spiral fashion especially during COVID time I mean, what's your take on fashion with the youth nowadays um I think overall with fashion I feel like it used to be whatever is available in stores mm-hmm. is what people buy right so you have these overarching trends that mm-hmm. happen every year or every 10 years right. or in the decades right and that's what's selling and right. that's what has kind of been decided right. that right. is going to be the that's fashion very true I feel like in <laughs> in 2020 or even 2010 to 20 now right. <laughs> that it's uh, there's a there's a niche for, niche for everything right there's right. a there's a store for everything Every type of style. Mm-hmm. Sure, you have kind of the overarching general in trends, but I just don't think there is, the, people don't pay attention to it as much in with everything. Right, right, right. I feel like everyone can kind of have any fashion style mm-hmm. they want and there's a place for it. That's true. There's a place to do it and there's a right. place to do it, and not just like one store or two stores, yeah. but there's an entire market right. for anything, for any <laughs> type of style that you want right. to have. So where do you go for your fashion inspirations? Um, I have, One of my favorite inspirations is Zendaya. Mm-hmm. I love her. And Zoe Kravitz, she does a little more chillax style, ah, I guess. Mm-hmm. I love I love those two people so much. <laughs> oh, they're amazing. Um, and then I'll look at magazines sometimes. Right, right. But I don't know. I just kind of try to create my own style. I mm-hmm. like patterns. Mm-hmm. So I try to find matching sets and patterns. That's kind of what I'm oh, into nice. right now. Oh, nice. So where do you find them? Online or um, do you yeah. have special stores? Yeah, like um, there's, um, I go to a lot of consignment shops mm-hmm. where you have new clothing or right. different clothing. That's mm-hmm. somewhat somewhat different but i yeah. try to um, resale things are really important right now right no i, feel I like, agree um you kind of have to balance it like right. you you want new things right sometimes but it's also we live in a time where you want to make sure that you're not buying every single thing you do and that's everything true. in your life is just going to be waste or right. that's new true. things or new right. stuff right and actually you find a lot of unique things exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so Which you have to have at least a balance it's kind mm-hmm. of like with being vegetarian mm-hmm. or being vegan right right, right. Um, if everyone just comes down on eating meat in general right. or just a little bit you don't <laughs> right. like have to go full out right but you can make a huge impact with right. just changing it a little bit right. just like a little bit that right. changes so much or right even just right. making sure that you're not getting all of your fashion from mm-hmm. fast fashion or right that's everything true. just that's kind of true. having a good balance is yeah. a great way to kind of uh reduce waste yeah. nah. <laughs> mix up your style <laughs> exactly and, and stay fashionable and, really. stay, and have new things and maybe different items yeah right 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 so i know you're also very big into giving so tell tell us a little bit about the you know charities you're involved in and why is it special to you so um a really important charity that i'm involved with is breaking the chains mm-hmm. and they focus on um healing through the arts which is something that help, helps me a lot because I right. write songs to um, 
as like therapy in a way. Right. Anything that I'm dealing with or things that I don't understand, mm-hmm. I write songs to kind of clear my head. Ah. Um, so they allow me to kind of share that experience with other people mm-hmm. who might need to have the same kind of healing effect, even if right. they don't want to be songwriters or right, right, right. release music. Mm-hmm. They can write poems for themselves or mm-hmm. help them sort through their feelings themselves. Or they have wonderful artists as well, painters mm-hmm. and um different types of art that right. people share and dancing right and they share their healing processes through uh, their art as well right, right, it's a powerful thing i it just is, feel like creating having something that came from yourself yeah. and that came from your mind mm-hmm. is a great example of what's actually going on that's in, true within your mind or whatever your thoughts are yeah it's a great way to make sense of it and kind of cope mm-hmm. in certain ways that's true no that's nice um and also i listened to your life with sennheiser facebook live takeover just just a couple of days ago now you sound amazing so what's in the horizon for you um hopefully a lot more live streams ah the one right. we did the sennheiser was mm-hmm. really great I'm so happy with how it turned out. I did 13 original songs wow. on, the fa- on the Sennheiser um, on their Facebook page. Right, and you can right. watch it right now. You can go watch it on my Facebook page too. And it worked out so well. And I'm so happy that I can connect with people and still perform, which is something that I love so much right, and I get right. so much joy from. Right. And I can just do that online for Aww. a little while. <laughs> nice. Um, and, but upcoming, I'm moving to Nashville. So I'll That's have, a big one. I know. I'll be, I'll be in a whole new group of people. And I'll still be back in LA, so you don't have to yeah. miss me. You're going to school too, right? I am. Yes, yes. <laughs> nice, so nice. It'll be a fun change. Fun yes, change. it will be a very different 2020 for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the yes. way across the other side of the U.S. Well, thank you, Serena, for joining us today and sharing your amazing stories. Very inspirational for the young women, especially starting out in, you know, as a songwriter, a singer, um, actress, a social media influencer. Gosh, you have so many jobs. Oh, <laughs> you, you do them so great. Um, so thank you for sharing and thank you for um, really telling the stories as it is. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and that really helps empower young women and especially people who can relate, um, you know, their stories with your stories it's really empowering um, and it's inspiring um, anyway for all of you out there who haven't followed Serena she's on many <laughs> social media platform but most significantly on uh, Instagram at Serena Laurel also on Facebook YouTube Twitter TikTok mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> and Collectin of course now if you enjoy our podcast today please subscribe to our podcast and check out our videos on our website girlinfluencepower.com or on Collectin's YouTube channel and there you have it Serena Laurel yes. thank you for having yes I had so much fun. <laughs> having, you. having you in our studio today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you for tuning in live at Girl Influence Power, brought to you in partnership with Collectin and Castbox. <laughs> <laughs>